this is Pastor John. And this is DCE James. And we are taking a look at the second commandment today on the catechist. And uh, so let's take a look at this from the catechism. Uh, so the second commandment, which one is that? That is, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. All right, there it is. Now, something we're going to see in each of these commandments is there is a way in which we have reverence for God, we fear him, and also love for God. Um, and there's also, with each of these commandments, there's going to be a prohibition, something that don't do this, mm. uh, but also something that we should do, like yeah. a positive and a negative. And yeah. so, um, as we've talked about in the past, when God gives a commandment, he's guarding something. He's, he's really like protecting something he values. And so um, where do we really see God's love and his grace to his people in this commandment? Well, I think a lot of connected to the first commandment, but that we can call on God. Mm -hmm. God, God's name is holy, but he still gives it to us. Yeah. That we can use it. He wants us to, to have a constant connection with him. Yeah. And Luther uses the language of pray, praise, and give thanks, that we should use God's name, yeah, in a right way to give glory to it, to give honor to mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's, it's so amazing and, and, and awesome that he's actually revealed his name to us. In the Old yeah. Testament, he revealed himself as the Lord, as, as that sacred name, Yahweh. Uh, and then in the New Testament, he revealed uh, himself to us in the, in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead for yeah. us. And so, yeah, we, we have the privilege of knowing God's name. So how does he want us to live in light of this knowledge? Well, I think it goes back to that, that holiness of mm -hmm. God and knowing that God is holy. And we talked uh, last time about how we, when we fear God, we understand that aspect of him, of knowing that he is set apart. He's, he's the creator. Mm -hmm. um, and he is the one we turn to. He's the one that we call. He's the one that we pray to and honor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that word holy in the Bible means set apart, like special. Yeah. I've always told confirmation kids it'd be like if you had um, nine cups of styrofoam cup church coffee mm. and one cup of Starbucks Americano perfect brewed coffee. I guess this isn't a great one for confirmation kids because they probably don't like coffee. I think I've used it as, as candy bars before. Like, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, nobody really likes Smarties that much. So like nine packages of Smarties and then one huge bag of Kit Kats, you know, it's yeah. like, which one's set apart, which one's special, which one's holy. And it's of course the nicest one. And yeah. so that's the way we think of God is his name is holy it's set apart. It's, it's precious. Um, so uh, obviously, you know, the world is not on the same wavelength <laughs> with the proper use of God's name. So what are some challenges in understanding or believing this teaching? When we try to manipulate God for our own benefits, mm -hmm. I think when we try to think of God as a genie or try to say, well, God, if you do this, if I do this for you, you have to do this yeah. for me. 
And that might be something that maybe our kids are dealing with a little bit mm-hmm. as middle schoolers like or high schoolers. They might be kind of making bargains with God yeah, and saying like, God, if I get a good grade on this test, then I'll be faithful to you or pray yeah. every day or something. And, yeah. and I remember doing this as a kid. I remember, you know, I really only pr- prayed about three things when I was in middle school. I prayed that I'd get good grades for tests I didn't study for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I prayed that I'd do well in baseball, which I wasn't good at. And I prayed that girls would like me, which were all a foot taller than me in seventh grade. But um, so, and, and I was kind of using God. I wasn't really yeah. like praying that God would help me to love him and honor him and glorify mm-hmm. him in my life. <laughs> I was kind of like taking God and just reorienting God around myself. In other words, oftentimes I think the default human condition that our, our kids, and, and we get wrapped into this too, it's we want to make God a character in our story. Yeah. Where we're the, the main character and he's a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Rather than God inviting us to be a character in his story. Yeah. And so because of that, we kind of use his name in the wrong context. We say it in a way that, well, if God is so good, then he'll do this for me. Yeah. If God is so great, he'll do this for me. So we end up misrepresenting who God actually is and what who God actually says he is because mm-hmm. we we want him in our own image. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point cuz a lot of times people think that breaking this commandment is just using God's name as a swear word or something yeah. like. But and and it is that but it's more. It's when we take God's name and we mix it with something else which might be our own agenda, our own hashtag #goals, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our dreams or it or we we might even um, mix God's name with things that he never intended uh, to have his name identified with. So, for yeah. example, if I as the preacher would preach things about God that are not true, or if you as a DCE would teach things about God that are not true, or if we would believe things about God that are not true, that dishonors God's name. Yeah. Now, there's kind of crass ways of doing this. Like, for example, Luther talks about satanic arts mm. and witchcraft and stuff yeah. like that. Do these things kind of show up in our day at all, you think? I'd say it's hard to say so, but I think there's, there's always that desire for that that mystery, that paranormal stuff, you know? Yeah, the, like that experience with something other. Yeah, the... Um, Bloody Marys and yeah, or like um, is it something like you know Ouija boards or, yeah. or just some of these things that are they're delving into spirituality in a way that God has not yeah. permitted haunted houses and yeah, yeah. even like some horror movies I think yeah suspect uh, and I think it also comes out in this way in which we kind of say we kind of drink the Kool Aid of the world and we say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere Mm. or, you know, Jesus is my way, but he might not be your way or all religions basically teach the same thing. And like that only makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah. Right. If you don't listen to what Jesus himself says. Yeah. Because Jesus (laughs) says things like I am the way, the truth and the life. (laughs) And I think that's a great conversation to have with our kids is to kind of, because they might say those things or think those things or their friends might say those things and we have to kind of gently challenge them and say, yeah. well, why do you think that's true? Kind of go under the surface a little bit and say, well, mm-hmm. how do you know that all religions are the same? Right. Is that just something you heard somebody say? <laughs> or yeah. Yeah, substantiate that, you know, yeah. and that can create some good conversations, yeah. 
So what are some, yeah, so what are some good conversation points that we can have with our kids? Well, I think exactly that of the the talking about those false teachings about Jesus. What when those come up, whether they're in movies that you see or even televangelists that come up mm -hmm. um, or what other denominations may say, say, you can ask your kid, well, is that true? Is that what mm -hmm. Jesus really says about himself? And if they think it's true, if they're believing something that's not true, don't freak out as a parent. I think the main thing is to stay calm and just kind of gently ask them to back that up and yeah. and to gently ask and pry like well, well why is that true mm -hmm. um, because as you do that you sometimes it just invites some more critical thinking and yeah and, and so yeah even asking like i think that sometimes we need to approach false teachings about jesus sort of the as like vaccines yeah like you when you get a vaccine you're introduced to a low dose of a virus so that your body recognizes it, but it doesn't kill you. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, you know, like we give our kids kind of low dose exposures to questions uh, uh, of false teachings. Yeah. And in kind of a, c in, in a controlled environment, we're able to process through it with them. So, yeah. you know, if, if we hear on the, on the radio um, or on some movie, like, you know, all, rel all religions teach basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, do you think that's true? Yeah. If you do, why? S do you have any scriptures? Like, let's get into the scripture, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another thing I think would be good to ask our kids, like, what do you pray about and why? Because if you can locate what you pray about, you can also locate what you love. Because whatever you love is what you're going to pray about. Yeah. What do you call on God for? Mm -hmm. the, the sports and grades and girls or... Is there, is there a little bit more? Yeah, are we, are we praying for the things that God would have us pray for? So, and I think that's a, a great segue to talk about the Lord's Prayer because in the Lord's Prayer, we, we really get the things that God would have us ask for. And mm -hmm. when we pray, for example, for daily bread, there is, you know, the grades and maybe the sports in there. Maybe not the girls are liking you. <laughs> Hold off on that for a little bit, um, you know. Um, not a big fan of teenagers dating. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're praying for the things that really matter uh, to God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, any kind of relevant Bible passages we could look up? Yeah, uh, we got Psalm 50, verse 15. says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Then there's another one from Isaiah. It's two chapters, 36 and 37. It's where Hezekiah is in this real bind where like he's the king of Judah and, and he's going to be attacked by this huge army and it looks like game over. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he humbles himself before the Lord and prays and, and God intervenes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think he has an illness and uh, he's going to die, but then once again, God intervenes. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, a beautiful picture of, of just coming to God in prayer, rightly using his name to pray and praise and give thanks. Yeah. So. All right. So to close today, some ways that you could pray for your kids. I think praying that our kids would, would just have this reverence for God, 
that praying that they would, would really understand God's name and know God's name. In fact, in Exodus chapter 33 and 34, Moses asks God to reveal himself, to show me your name, your glory. And mm. God reveals his name because his name is who God is. And in the same way, just praying that God would just reveal his character and reveal his love to our kids um, so that they might taste and see for themselves. Yeah. And finally, you know, I think that this would be a great invitation just to pray with our family. It might be bedtime. It might even start with the question, who could we pray for? Uh, it might be mealtime. Um, but uh, this is an invitation to actually use God's name, right? Yeah. And, and to, to pray together as a family. So. And you may not be there as a family yet. You know, I think a good step to take would be from the catechism, you might want to find some of the prayers that are in the, in the end of the catechism, like Luther's morning prayer, Luther's mealtime prayer, his evening prayer, mm-hmm. or even the Lord's prayer. Those are kind of safe ways to learn how to pray. Yeah. Because um, we don't have to think up the words on the spot, but we're learning how to pray. Yeah, have templates. Mm-hmm. It's just as good. All right, so that's the second commandment, and we'll see you next time for the third. Mm-hmm.